Hey, and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Sachs. And today talking how property investing, getting people to invest in your property developments, how you do it, and all a lot of really interesting information around what you need to do to find yourself a great investor. So let's jump into episode 35 with Bob Anderson. Welcome to episode 35. As I said, property investors, getting them to invest in your property development. But before we get started, giving away a copy of uh, Property Millionaires Exposed. Of course, Bob's one of the authors in this fine book. If you'd like to win yourself a copy, remember to comment favorably, uh, either on one of the podcasts or even on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that too. We've got a lot of really interesting, fabulous stuff coming up uh, in YouTube this year from Property Mastermind. But anyway, today goes to Scott Balliot. Scott reached out to me today and we had great conversations. So hey, Scott, one of these coming in the post to you. Welcome aboard to Property Mastermind. Anyway, let's talk. Uh, it's, hey, Bob. Good to be. Good to see you again in the podcast room. Yeah, back in the podcast room. So this is our first recording for 2022, and and that we're in the studio. But it's not the first release, is it? No, we went helpfully together, if you're allowed to say that on the podcast, <laughs> uh, prior to Christmas to get uh, a few out until now. So yeah, mm. first time back, and it's January the 21st, I think. Isn't yeah, it today? Oh, something like that. Anyway, we finally made it back here and yeah. we're like, it's time to jump back on that podcast horse. Back on the podcast horse out of off all the other horses we've been on. Yeah, back onto this one. Just notice you've still got a little bit of paint there. Uh, paint in my hair. He's pointing to paint <laughs> in my hair for those of you who are listening to this. Sorry about that. Yes, well, there's a story behind that. We got the SOS call from Bob's daughter and son-in-law because he's not allowed to paint the son-in-law because he's not very good <laughs> at it, shocker. and he gets it everywhere. Can't let him near a brush or a roller. No, so... Great on the carpentry and tiling and everything else. Isn't just he Just keep him away from a brush. Well, <laughs> we ended up going down, and I did one full day, and Bob did three. So he's the man that builds retirement villages, has mentoring students building duplexes and townhouses <laughs> and all sorts of things all over the country, and then... And then just picks up a paintbrush and paints solidly with his daughter for three days. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, I, I feel like a full-time painter who has a part-time job building retirement villages or something. But, yeah, pretty good. Ah, it's good to be able to help the kids out, hey? Absolutely. I, mm. I, yeah, that I ended up with some of my hair and, yeah, it's still there. And I, I actually don't know how to get it out. You're a demon on a roll, I've got to say. Yeah, I actually love painting. There was two of us cutting and you were rolling and we thought, yeah, okay, well, it'll, we'll keep up. No way in the world. You just headed off. You Bob, disappeared in the distance. 23 Renos, please. <laughs> I love painting. Oh, I know. You do. You're a great painter. But it, anyway, I took a few notes this time. Should try using a brush for roll instead of your hair next time. Then. Yeah, okay. I'll, okay. Give that, I'll give that a go. Great idea. <laughs> great, great words of advice, Bob. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, how do you feel about today's topic? I think it's a great topic. I think it's um, one that a lot of people would be interested in. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Actually, we've been getting some great feedback. Thanks, Tanya, too. Tanya put a, a, a big comment on our website uh, underneath, the, underneath the last episode. Mm. It's great when you get feedback from people because yeah, we, we know people feedback. like it, but it's always good to know. So thank you so much, Tanya, for writing what you did. I even put a reply under there. But you're right. So it was about just the way we're handheld and incrementally teaching her how to do property development. Oh, yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, great. Yeah. Property- I'll, I'll have to read all those. Yes. It only takes a few minutes. Jump on, say something. So, looking for investors. Well, 
yeah. for your property development. So you're looking for investors yeah. for your property development. Yeah. I, I suppose the obvious question is why? <laughs> mm. why, why would you be looking for investors for your property development? And oh, look, the most common reason would be that uh, somebody just doesn't have enough financial clout to do a development in their own right. They need they need some help. Mm. Uh, they might need equity, might, you know, cash typically. Uh, they might need a hand with serviceability, or both. Uh, and if you just can't do it on your own, my my idea is. Um, you know, if you, if you don't have enough financial clout, I'll call it, to do a property in your own right with your own finances, uh, then get an investor involved because, you know, you, you'll end up making at least half the profit, if not more, depending on how you structure it. Uh, Dems are better than making nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that, that would be typically the main reason why people would, would want an investor. Sometimes yeah. they want to do more than one. So yeah. maybe they've started property developing and then they... They get to a point where they want to get their finance out to move on to another deal. And yeah. so, yeah, they, they get an investor in at that point. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even if somebody has enough money to do their own development, why not do another one with somebody else's? And instead of just making the profit for one, you might make one and a half profits or whatever it is. So, mm. yeah, but um, investors, using investors to help finance your, your development, I guess that's uh, that's what we're talking about today. Mm. And and we're going to cover how you find them, mm-hmm. and and maybe the process that you go through once you get an investor. That's probably mm. that's actually I'm I'm actually thinking this podcast is going to get really long. We'll have to cap it. Up. We'll have to pull it back because this could is a big. A, could be a two part one. It could be. It is a big. It is a big topic, oh, isn't it? Well, as you know, like uh, I can spend up half a day just talking about fancy ways of financing projects. In fact, I do mm. uh, on some events. So yeah, there is a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so different structures, different ways of using investors in your project. And, and of course, at the end of the day, you've got to find some. But just thinking, of, I did mention structure. Uh, to me, there's, there's two main structures, if you like, or models to use incorporating investors in your development. One of them is what I call an equity partner. So that's where somebody would come into the project, they'd put money into the project, uh, often on on a joint venture basis. So both yourself, the developer and and the investor are in the project. You might well be on the title of the land together, probably be on the loan together. Uh, Because of your skills as a developer, you would do, you know, manage the project. And at the end, you'd, you'd share the profit in some agreed ratio. That's what I call an equity partner. In the deal with you, developer. Boots and all in the deal. The other way is what we call a loan partner, as you well know, Hillary, because you are the loan partner on a few projects, I happen to know. You do happen to know. Yeah. And a loan partner is not part of the project in the respect that they're not on the title, they're not on the loan, it's not a joint venture, they're not in their boots and all with you. They're often referred to as a money partner. Yeah. And in our in our communities, they might be referred to as an MP. Yeah. Yeah. In the acronym world. Yeah, sometimes a money partner. I, I, I call them a loan partner yeah. more than a money partner because sometimes people think of money partners being equity partners and they're yeah. in the deal and it all gets too confusing. So <laughs> uh, what I call a loan partner, I use the word loan because that's what they do. They actually loan, loan you the money from the outside of the project. So they're not part of it, as I said, not on the title, not on the loan. They simply lend you money 
Uh, and their reward is not a share of the profits. Typically, their reward is an interest rate return on their money. So they're the, they're the two main structures, just to keep it simple. Now, equity partner in the deal, loan partner external to the deal. And uh, so people often say to us, don't they? They say, um, oh, you know, from a developer's point of view, which one should I use? Which model should I use? And uh, the, the, the answer, <laughs> my answer to that is, uh, whatever works, mm. uh, because at the end of the day, they serve the same purpose, uh, whether they're an equity partner or a loan partner, is they give you a certain amount of money, cash, equity generally, and that enables you then to go to the bank and borrow the rest of it. Mm. So banks don't lend you 100% of all your costs. You have to put some in yourself. You might be putting in you know, 25 or 30% of the cost yourself and the bank would be putting in 70 or 75. So it's, it's usually where does that first chunk of money come from? Uh, if you don't have it yourself, well, you've got to get it from an investor. And we have plenty of people come into our community and straight away are, are developing with other people's money. Mm. And if you're looking for investors, the investors sometimes have different criteria that they want. So. Yeah. So it's like matching yourself with some with what somebody else is after. It's, it's, it's sort of like a dating. It is a bit um, like dating in a way. Yes, <laughs> because we have a lot of people come to us and say, "Oh, I've got X amount of money. Um, you know, I'd like to invest in a project." Or, well, we've got a project. Or Bob's got the retirement village. That's one opportunity. And and then sometimes people want a different type of opportunity for that exact reason. You know, mm. for that for what they're looking for. And so I just ask them, you know, if you, actually I used the words this morning. I said if I could wave some, if I could sprinkle some fairy dust in, all over you and you could have whatever you want, what would it be? And that's to find out what they're looking for. And then if I've got somebody looking for that, mm. then you can match them up. Yeah, yeah, and that's important. Because mm. uh, there's all sorts, eh? I mean, there's yeah. lots. There's well, short term, long term. Yeah, different structures suit different people. Yes. I mean, some people, for instance, don't want to be involved boots and all in a development where they're, you know, on the title, they're on the loan to the development. They're happy to inject capital into it, but they don't want to be in their boots and all. Mm. And that was that type of arrangement would suit a loan partner where they're just learning, ex, you know, lending externally to the project and they're getting a return on the capital. Mm. Uh, you know, some people might have a self-managed super fund uh, and they've got, they've got cash in their super fund, but they're getting a lousy return, mm. you know, at the bank. And so they're looking for a better return on their capital. Uh, they don't, particularly if, it's, if they're using self-managed super fund money, they can't really get involved directly in a development. You can, there are ways you can do it uh, indirectly through trusts and so forth. But, but they don't, you know, all they want is a better return than what the banks are giving. Uh, and so that, that would suit a loan partner, that, mm. those sorts of people. There's others who are happy to get involved. Uh, have, you know, like a profit share, want to, maybe even want to learn a bit from being involved in a project, and they tend to sway more towards the what we call the equity partner one. So, yeah, but that's that's what you do. I mean, you do the, I guess, the investor liaison. Is that is that another one of your hats, can we say? I, th I think it might be. I, we have never actually talked about <laughs> it. given you a title on no, that. No, not on that one. No, I just no. thought I was, yeah. Well, you're not just the um, performance coach at, Property mastermind. You, I feel like I'm like I don't know. Way more here. than that. Yeah. Uh, so you you often speak to the investors first up, people that contact us uh, through our profile or whatever, 
uh, about investing in projects, and and so you're you're the uh, gatekeeper, I guess. Or that's probably not the best word, but I, I probably am. Like the person I spoke to this morning, I actually said. Oh, we don't just throw you out to the wolves. You know, <laughs> oh, we, we would only, you know, put There's them plenty into of plenty of wolves. Out there, plenty of careful. wolves. Yeah, we would only put you with somebody who, who, like, you are overseeing the deal because they're in our mentoring program. Like, mm. we don't, we, yeah, it's just to don't want to be responsible for other people's money because, you know, that's and that's a topic in itself. Like property development done by someone who isn't too sure of themselves or have some bad luck. Uh, can mm. go wrong, and yeah. when they go down and lose money, they lose your money. Well, let's be honest. You know, you can make a lot of money out of property development, but you can lose money if you don't do it properly. Absolutely. And not everybody does it properly for a whole heap of reasons. Let's say one: they don't get educated. Oh, well, Check out mastermind dot com dot au. Fair enough, too, because that's probably the biggest reason. You know, so. You know, if you've got somebody investing with a developer, uh, that's one of the things they'd want to check out. You know, what's the experience of this developer? Or alternatively, which is often the case with us, is there somebody of, of experience overviewing the property, overviewing that development? The project itself. The project, yeah. 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 Like if people, like um, we've got an investment open at the moment, sort of an ongoing investment with the retirement village that we're, that we're doing, and and so we take uh, investors on board on that particular project, which is run by by myself. And so that's in terms of experience, that's pretty pretty safe. Experience I don't know. Wise. Is thirty eight years enough? Oh, I think it is. Yeah. it's not my first retirement village either. <laughs> oh, is that, no, exactly. This is <laughs> this not your first rodeo. No, no, no. And so that would that's an investment that we're doing. But alternatively, as you know, we have people within our mentoring program who sometimes need an investor. So the investor would get the, the benefit in that case of me also overviewing the project because mm. it's not just the person doing it who's in our mentoring program, but I mean, I'm there uh, all over it. So sort of by proxy, they get me as well. And so that's good. But like... Oh, I've seen Bob go on a meeting with a mentoring student with their town planner because the person didn't quite know what to say. I know you like to empower people to do it yourself, yeah. but I've seen you do that. So you, you are holding hands a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm, I teach people how to deal with uh, various consultants and I'd rather they just follow the instructions and do it. But look, on the odd occasion I have, on the odd occasion I've jumped on, uh, I've jumped on the phone with an architect or, or a town planner or a financier, even one I, I, um, or a couple of times even with investors. Uh, to give them some some comfort as well, you know, mm, mm. Uh, and that, I think, that can happen. And I think there's also, and we have to say this out loud because we've had a you know a number of phone calls. There is also the odd dishonest person out there. There actually is that that yeah. does. Yeah, sadly, that that's the downside of it from from an investor's point of view or from the developer's point of view. Mm. Some projects don't go as planned, shall we say, and therefore uh, an investor who has funds in there uh, they, they can be put at risk. Uh, when a project doesn't go doesn't go the way it should go, sometimes that's just inexperience, uh, lack of knowledge um, from uh, the developer. Uh, but sadly, there are some people out there that uh, seem to be popping up a few times uh, who don't go into the whole using investors' funds uh, in the right way, shall we say? Mm, mm. Yeah, mm. that happens. Um, so. Same old thing, you know, same with any investment. You've got to do your due diligence. 
and and you got to make a call. And don't just take somebody's word for what they say. You need to check out their credibility. Mm. You, you actually need to don't. If, it doesn't matter. Like social, like just check them out. Mm. So, yeah, so if you are approached, I mean, we're actually working on the other way around. So if you are, well, if you are a property developer looking for investors, make sure you like you know this is people's hard earned money. And, mm. Yeah, mm. it's really sad when we hear people come to us after the fact and they've lost money. It's like oh no, it's yeah, not a happy yeah. place. Yeah, I mean, we get we get the odd phone call from just people out there because they see our profile, they see us on you know YouTube or wherever they see us, and think, oh gosh, you know, maybe this person can help me, mm. and they contact us with their sad tale, and oh, I often get shocked at the naivety of of a lot of people and what what they don't look at when they do invest, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, so you know that can happen. Right. So if you are you know what you're doing, mm. and you're, you've got a property development and you'd like to get an investor. Yeah. Let's talk about some ways that people can find investors. Yeah, so, I mean, you could start close to home. And, look, this doesn't suit everybody. When I say close to home, I'm talking about friends and relatives and, and possibly even work colleagues into that category, but particularly friends and relatives. Mm. Um, there's no right or wrong here. I have some people who say I definitely would not do a joint venture with a friend or a relative because if it didn't go well, I'd feel terrible. You know, I've got to, like, see the relatives all the time. I've got to see my friends all the time. I'd feel terrible. I'd be devastated. And, and therefore, they don't ask friends or relatives. They, mm. they look for people they don't know. And that's, that's, there's nothing right or wrong about that. It's mm. just an attitude that they have. I would prefer to go to somebody I know. For sh- like, I would much prefer that, wouldn't you? Well, you know. well the, the other side of the equation is you, you look at it like that. That was a negative outlook. Mm. Like, I mean, and you have to look at it, you know. What happens if things go wrong? And if things go wrong, I don't want to da-da-da-da-da, you know, friends or relatives. Mm. But the other side of it is, well, forget about things going wrong. Do it right. And, and then help your friends and relatives. Mm. I, I, mean, I, can, I can think of a young couple who joined our mentoring program, oh, gosh, probably five years ago, they would have been in their, in their 30s. And the, the reason they joined was to help their parents financially. Yeah. Because their, their parents had reached or just about reached retirement age but didn't have much of a nest egg at all. And uh, this is a bit of a reversal because quite often parents help their children you know, yeah. get a leg up and that's, mm. that's a great thing to do as well, uh, hence the pain in your hair. But... <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. But the, yeah, but here's a younger couple wanting to get involved and help their parents out financially so that they would have a better retirement. Yeah, how nice. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and look, as you know, we've... So did they get investors? Did, did they get investors in? Well, they, they, their parents had a, had a bit of money, but they did a number of projects with investors as well. Right, okay. Uh, so that sort of went two ways. One, they, they did quite well financially, therefore they were able to give funds to their parents. And their parents were a little bit nervous, but they did use equity that their parents had in their house to, to do a deal uh, that went, went well, of course. Uh, and so they were. So that's a, that's a different attitude uh, that's helping relatives as opposed to being too scared mm. in case things go wrong. Mm. It, it's, there's no right or wrong about that. It's just how you feel. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, and other places you can, like Bob alluded to, mm. like friends, family, work colleagues, but it's just conversations. If you're a property developer and you're confident in what, in what you're doing, then it's conversations that you have when you're out. You, you know, people always ask, what, what do you do? Well, I do 
I even say, well, I'm a property developer. Yeah. And, and it, that, it, it actually happened on Saturday night. Some, mm. that, it actually happened on <laughs> Saturday night. We were out and somebody was asking me about about investing, in mm. fact, yes. Mm, mm. So she, people get interested when you say, you know, what you do and oh, how do mm. I do that and you know, how can they be involved in that. And I can quite legitimately say that I'm also an investor in other people's projects. So, mm. And that is interesting. And I'm an investor in the retirement village. So once, I mean, it opens a whole conversation of how does that work. And, and then people are like, oh, I want to do that. Like, how do I get involved in that? I've got yeah. some money. So, yeah. So just being out and having yeah, conversations co- conversation. about what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And don't be afraid to say what you do. No. People sometimes ask me what I do. I, I don't say I'm a property developer. What do you say? You what? What I, are you, Bob? I just say, look, I make people wealthy oh, using right, property development as a vehicle. Yeah, which is true. Mm. And uh, you know, any investors that are involved in a project I'm doing, they they do well. Uh, therefore, I make people wealthy. I make money for people. Make money for myself too. Why, why not? But um, yeah, and 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 I teach that. I teach people how to make. You know, good money out of property development. So, so and using property development as a vehicle. It's just a vehicle for making money, property development. I don't get too emotional about it. Mm. I haven't found a better one. Otherwise, I'd be doing that. You'd be starting uh, that vehicle. Nearly 40 years later, I'm still doing, still driving the same old vehicle. Uh, but uh, it's a good vehicle. That one never breaks down. Just, uh, just goes better and better. So moving away from friends and relatives to, you know, outside of that. And having conversations. And yeah, having conversations and telling people what you do. I mean, you don't, you never know. You know, you could be sitting back in the chair getting your teeth drilled and in between rinsing your mouth, uh, you know, you could be talking to the dentist about what you do. I, it's amazing, like, over the years where I've met investors, mm. um, like school reunions and um, barbecues and, like, all sorts of places where you wouldn't expect to, but doing exactly what you just said, j- just chatting with people and because finding out what they do. It's interesting, Bob. Like, you think of... Georgia, who does our marketing, she hmm. was having a conversation with her friend's dad, and yeah. he and he was like, "Oh, how do I get involved? What, can can you send me some information on that?" So that was just her saying. He was asking what she did, and hmm. she said what she did, and then she was explaining stuff, and he was interested. So it's such an interesting topic that people are interested, and if they have money yeah. and they want to invest, then they will invest with you. But the other thing is that we can't discount is we all know somebody with money. So if you had a conversation with somebody and then they said, you know, they they had an, they looked for investors to invest in their property development, you sort of tuck that up your sleeve. Well, I do. Mm. I love connecting people. Mm. And I'd be thinking, well, I should tell Mary and Joseph that. Yeah. yeah. Like, funny choice of names Joseph, there. Man. Funny choice of names there. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> don't know where that came from. Well, anyone who can turn... Uh, Water into wine probably doesn't need too much money. <laughs> Anyone who can turn water into, into wine is a good friend of mine, Bob. I want to do a joint venture with that person. <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so, um, yeah, you can go beyond that. It's okay, so people you don't know. And there's, there's a lot of ways. Look, you, you think about investors who might want to invest. Where, where collectively might you find them? And you think, like, there's a number of property platforms, you know, Facebook, Groups and pages and that sort of thing, where where property investors gather and exchange information. Mm. Uh, that could that can be a good place. I mean, some of them are free. Some of them, are, you know, you have to do a course to sort of get on a restricted one. But but th- there's a number of those around. But but think also, like people like finance brokers, 
probably half the people I do business with are investors. Mm. They might be normal property investors at the moment, but given the opportunity of getting involved in a development, making a lot more money. A lot or, faster. A lot faster, or, or even creating property at raw developer's cost. You know, mm. a, lot, a number of those investors on the books of the finance broker would be interested. You did that early days, didn't you, Bob? Yeah. A lot of your developments where you get investors in and they stock back. A lot, a lot of people kept one, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, that was a type of syndicate that I used to do with investors. Uh, we used to push out, oh, I don't know, probably $50, $60 million worth of projects a year just using investors' funds. Uh, and at the end of it, uh, the investors, rather than take a cash profit, the way it was structured is they get a property at, at cost. Mm. And that suits that sort of investor. And, and then you've got people like property managers. I mean, all their clients are property investors who own property. Mm. So you've just got to be a bit creative in your head. Even one of our current mentoring students, he, he's recently got an investor who's going to be keeping oh, mm. a first option on. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. There are, there are, it's just having conversations and being comfortable with what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, being confident. Um, and I think having the attitude, this is what I've always pushed, don't have the attitude, I need people's money, I've got to get, I've got to get my hands on some people's money. Look at it from the other view of what you can do for people. Mm. And, and of course, you're, you're the beneficiary as well. You have, once you have property development knowledge and you understand how to do property developments, Think of it as a wonderful source of being able to help other people and help yourself at the same time, because you'll be able to help people make money who invest in your projects, who otherwise could never do it. Mm. They're probably stuck putting money in the bank at less than 1% because that's all they know what to do, you mm. know, or they just want to buy a passive, you know, investment, which, which is fine. But I mean, think of it from, from that point of view of people that you can help. You're going to help these investors. You're going to make money for them that they can't make themselves. They're going to buy property at cost. They're going to get a good interest rate. And, and in doing so, of course, you, you help yourself. So I think that's the right attitude to have rather than that, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm. Yeah, I think having that confidence to, to ask, but come to, it, come to it from a place of heart where, you're, mm. where it's genuine, where you're actually helping somebody. So the other side to it that we also teach people is to be professional about it, like you don't, you rock up to someone at a barbie half, <laughs> half trashed and say, mate, you know, like seriously, no one's going to take you seriously. And it's really important that you, that you are professional in your, in your, maybe your look, or you've got yourself a website that explains what you do. So people can look you up, especially mm. if they don't know you outside of there. Well, that's what happens these days, isn't it? You know, if you want to know something about somebody, you just Google up their name. Absolutely. Look at your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> good, bad or whatever, it'll pop up. Mm, so, yeah, I mean, from a developer's point of view, if you want to attract investors, put, put the investor's hat on. I mean, they, they've got money to invest, but they, they want it to be safe and they want to obviously come out of it and get their money back and, and make a profit. So... They want to invest their money in somebody who looks professional, looks like they know what they're doing. And, uh, and so, so much of that comes off the back of the collateral, you know, be it website, you know, LinkedIn profile, you know, Facebook, whatever it is. You're, you're the expert on that, Hills, because you, you help our mentoring students who want to use investors' funds to, to build a profile. So mm, Just help them set up what I call it the back end. But it's just 
so people, you know, you're professional, you're professional people, mm. you're, you're, you're offering a professional service, you need to come across as professional. And I, I don't think real, people really realise what stays on out there in the sphere. Yeah, you've just got to be very careful. Yeah. If you're professional, be professional. And you've got to look the goods, you know, perception's everything. Yeah, but you've got to be the goods as well. Just, be, you be can't it. look good no. and be bad. No. I, you know, you've often heard me, uh, Hillary, say to people, like, let's just say I was at a barbecue and bumped into somebody and we got talking. And I said, you know, they asked me what I do and I don't say I'm a property developer, but I help make people wealthy through using property development as a vehicle. And, and, and the conversation went on. And they said, oh, you know, I could be interested in, in this. And they said, can, we have some, can I have some more details about you? And, and if I then just tore off, a, a, you know, the corner of a serviette and wrote down my name, my mobile number, and said, yeah, give us a call sometime. And just go through the wash. <laughs> yeah, to go through the wash. But that, it, it doesn't look like if the best somebody can do is tear off the corner of a, of a napkin, you know, and scribble down a mobile number, you start to think, oh, I'm not sure if I want to invest with that person. Mm. That could be me. Mm. You know, with 40 years of experience and one point something billion dollars worth of projects, uh, but I look terrible, and I probably wouldn't go much beyond the corner of the, um, you know, beyond the corner of the serviette. I'll give you a hot tip: if you want somebody's details, you say to them, "Actually, let me take your details, and I'll get back to you." Because you, like the best of intentions, we all think, "Oh, I'll yeah, mm. give that person a ring," and we don't do it. But if if you're serious about your business and somebody does express interest, you can usually say, hey, look, I've got a business card. It's my last one. Do you mind if I write your number and I'll give you a call tomorrow, perhaps Monday? Mm. And that's a really good way of making sure that something does happen. Yeah, you're in control of it then. Yeah. Not, not hoping that they will or they – because yeah. we know, it, you know people can get all excited and then forget or – Yeah, you know, you they drank too your much. Card, your card goes through the wash. <laughs> yeah, no, you forgot. Yeah. Yeah. You got busy and, yes, and then it was too late. Yeah, so that's – that's what I say, looking the goods, looking professional, you yeah. know, because, it, you know, and you need to be, as you said, you need, you need to be and you need to act that way, but you need to look that way as well. And I think something you just covered there, Bob, was, you know, someone says to you, what do you do? You're a very unassuming person. You never sort of make out that you have done the amazing stuff that you've done. You've, you know, you keep it all really small. So you never really know who you're meeting. No, you don't. You and like, look at the, our homeless friend that we met. Who mm. isn't actually homeless? <laughs> you know, we thought he was homeless. And he lives in the nicest penthouse around where we live. But, but you just never know somebody's backstory. So mm. never discount anybody. You never know where somebody's at who who might be potentially interested. You, there, an investor doesn't look like anything in particular. It could be anybody. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've. Used investors on a number of projects where, where you know it's been multi millions of dollars gone in from individuals. So, yeah, what's your biggest investment somebody's and in, like asked you to invest or that you've invested? What's the, the biggest sum you've used of somebody else's in a one lump? Oh, several million. Uh, not not fifty or a hundred million, but, but you know, somewhere up around five probably on on some projects. I've I've needed five million, and somebody's come in and put five million in one person. Uh, that that was helpful. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah. Uh, that was a... Um, Don't say dentist. You always talk about dentists. Oh, no, no. no. Uh, that, that was actually a property person uh, who used to have a... Used to run a commercial real estate agency for many years. Mm. And uh, so that person understood property. They understood development, even though they weren't a developer. Uh, so, you know, they weren't... Like, they didn't win $5 million in Lotto last week. But 
yeah, that's you know that's the sort of thing. I mean, I can remember that that particular project was seventeen townhouses. I just you know picked it up and one bang gone. I was going to I was you know I was going to put a syndicate together for it, and this fellow said, no, no need. I've checked you out. You check me out, and uh, I said, oh, he said, I'll give you the file. Yeah, how how cool. Actually, just hearing you say you we checked you out. That happened to one of our mentoring students. Remember that story? Oh, yeah. He had a meeting with somebody and he got, they sat down, he shook hands and he went to tell him, tell the investor about him. I don't know how they'd met each other. And he said, no, it's, my, it's all good, mate. I've already checked you out. So he'd already mm. gone through his website. He'd gone through his LinkedIn profile and he'd had a really good look at him mm. uh, and he was happy to invest and he, inv- he invested on the spot. How yeah. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. And that guy's gone on to do great things. So. Mm. 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 Yeah, so I mean, those larger investors that have got multi millions are fairly sophisticated. So mm. they, they're what I like about that sort of a person is they they make commercially sound decisions and they make decisions quickly. Mm. Uh, they don't, you know, some, like if you're looking for fifty thousand, sometimes you can get messed around a bit. Not that I ever look for fifty thousand, but um, no, you know, um, that's one thing about you know so-called sophisticated investors is is. They're quick to say no, but they're quick to say yes. And I suppose something else we haven't really covered on is the amount of time. Sometimes with with um, with money partners or loan partners, often a project can get to a point where it just needs somebody for a short period mm. of time. So sometimes you might only be looking for an investor for, say, six months or five months, or it doesn't necessarily have to be for the duration of the actual development itself. You never know. So there's all sorts of different types of... Yeah, different terms, uh, different structures. And people often come and ask you, and it's like, well, that's a piece of string, that answer. I, <laughs> yeah, how long is that piece of string? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, it can get, can get complex. I mean, we we teach all that sort of stuff, of course, in our, in our courses and how to deal with people. And mm. You teach personality profiling, which probably makes it a lot easier. In, but, um, yeah, just... You know, when it when it comes to dealing with investors, I think you just deal, you know, straight up the middle, honestly. Mm. Uh, look the goods, uh, understand develop, understand the project. Always put the other person's hat on. You know, what is that investor? What do they want to see? Mm. And uh, yeah, that's that's gold. What do they want to see? What would they need from me? Mm. Yes. Like if you were going to invest, you know, three or four hundred thousand dollars, what sort? What would you want to see from that developer mm. to to make you feel comfortable? Because ultimately you have to do that. There has to be an element of trust that gets built and they have to feel comfortable about investing. And the good thing is once you've built that element of trust and you've got the same thing now, somebody has invested in with you and then they just come back again and again. You can put out an email looking for investors to our community and you mm. get like so many people responding because you've done it in the past. And, and that's really what somebody wants. You want to do it well once. You want to get, you know, some good credibility going yep. and you want to be able to do it again and again. Build up a good track record. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. I think that's a, I think that's a good um, podcast. I think we've given out a, a lot of information there around what you need to do to be looking for investors. I think I'm, I might just say from here, we might put the uh, ebook, and which is really coming up from the investor point of view. It'll be in the show notes, so you okay. might want to download that, and that would teach you what an investor is, what needs to know, and that might help you. I think that's a good idea. Pop that in. Yeah, look, it's great to put on another hat. You know, we wear the developer's hat every day. Well, let's put our investor's hat on, and, and see what, how an investor would look at investing in a property development. That's With the you. That's the ebook we did. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll pop that in the show notes. Also. 
Just letting you know that on the tw- 11th, 12th and 13th of February, we do have our Melbourne workshop. Yay! This will just be coming Finally. out that week, actually, I think. It yeah. might be. Oh, maybe it's the week before. But anyway, hopefully this, if you want to come along, there are a few seats left, not many. Uh, jump mm. online, propertymastermind.com.au. This, this workshop. Those seats have been going hot. It's been six times postponed or maybe seven. Oh. So we are so, it'll have the best energy. Oh, it will. This will be, I'll be going off. No, this is just going to be the best <laughs> workshop. Yeah, looking forward to being in Melbourne then. But thanks, Bob, for your, uh, as usual, generosity with information and um, experience. Always love doing it. Okay, guys, catch you next week. See you, bye.